Hi there, this is Martin Popoff, scribbler of 85 Heavy Metal Books and host of History in 5 Songs with Martin Popoff podcast. When I need to get my kiss fix, I listen to Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Listen to us both on the Pantheon Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Check them out. Hello, hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 132. We're calling this one Kiss Singers. Like Eric Singer? Yeah. We're like debating. We're like, Kiss vocalist? We have this. Well, people might get confused with Singer, Eric Singer. We just did an ep. Dude. Let's have a little bit of faith in the Kiss Army out there, no, right? They're not that stupid. No, you're the one that always says no big words. Yeah, so. or dumb it down, dumb it down. Yeah, but dumb well, it down. You've got to dumb it down. <laughs> yeah, that, that's for us, not so much for our listeners who are the <laughs> smartest and most educated and the best listeners out there. Yeah. Okay. Well done. <laughs> No, you got to please keep the words at the small minimum. Do not use the big words. The big words confuse all your listeners. A big word like California. <laughs> <laughs> or you have to lift up 500 pounds, go to the bench press and do the arms, and then your quads and your back. I always say this, but welcome new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, um, we're all done with Kiss biography. Woo! The only the only podcast whose review of the of the documentary is longer than the documentary. <laughs> oh god. Six hour review on a four hour documentary. Sounds good. Yeah. That sounds just about right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, this one's gonna be a fun one. I can't wait. I'm excited about doing uh a list again. We've done these before, obviously, and they're always Fan favorites, so I can't wait to get started on this. But you know, before we do, we always give the feedback from the previous episode, and we start with the poll that we did from last week. And what was that? Yeah, so history, the biography part two. Um, and of course, you know, the episode related poll says so we like we did with part one. Uh, your biggest takeaway after seeing it and uh, the four options that we came up with was blaming the new makeup, uh, you know, for the issues and poor album sales, tours, et cetera. Not much Vinny talk, Eric Singer's honesty or Tommy Thayer's treatment by Peter and Ace. Um, this was pretty good. So 35% was the winner and that was blaming the new makeup for the issues with album sales and tours, et cetera. Then you had Tommy Thayer's treatment by Peter and Ace at 27, Eric Singer's honesty at 23rd, 
And uh, only 15% care about Vinny not being talked about too much in the episode. Our buddy Deuce was saying that the, the Tommy Thayer stuff from his meeting Gene to his responsibility in the convention tour to sitting with Peter and Ace, getting them ready to tour to his moment in Australia when he's a spaceman for the first time. I loved all that. Um, but I voted blaming the makeup since mine wasn't on there. It was a cop out. I was in high school when I first saw a picture of the Fox and soon after the Ankh Warrior. My friends and I were pumped. Thought the four looked great together. Yeah. Fat man on guitar said blaming the new makeup was a new one to me and I'm not buying it. Fans loved Eric Carr. Vinny's character wasn't around long enough enough to be accepted. To me, it's just Gene and Paul shifting the blame for a downswing that was inevitable. You cannot stay at the top forever. Rich Goad blaming the new makeup, I believe, is also Paul given justification as to why they didn't create new characters for Singer and Thayer. Bingo. I think that's dead on. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the fly. Yeah, I can honestly say I was shocked to hear them blame the new makeup. I always thought Eric's Fox makeup was pretty cool. Can't say I was too impressed with the Ankh Warrior, though. Makeup choices were the least of their problems back then. Tell Paul to see Odyssey. <laughs> and here we go, Zeus. Dave, Paul Superfan. <laughs> Um, he said Eric Singer the way he and Bruce were dismissed in 1996 bothered me cannot imagine how it affected them I knew about Tommy and all he had done for Kiss I have nothing but respect for the both of them yeah I liked Eric Singer being honest like that was ballsy I liked that 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 was good party man they always rewrite history and make themselves look good revenge was a good record but the world press was on it because Eric had passed away they knew that, and they took it and ran with it. Ooh, that's rough. Everybody worldwide wanted that story on their show that a beloved member passed away. So all of a sudden, Kiss were relevant again when the buzz about a Kiss record never would have been so big if Eric was healthy and happy. In Europe, no one even cared for Hot in the Shade. They didn't even tour back then. Ooh, wow. Gerald, not Saul Rosenberg. I've been a major Tommy critic for a while, but I will admit to have found a new newfound respect for him. He was put in a very fucked up situation. He really made the best out of it and had to eat a lot of shit while doing so. He truly earned his keep. Yes, he did. Uh, Alessandro Rohr. Biggest takeaway was your honesty. Us about Gene and Paul ignoring the music of the eighties and assuming fans only want to hear the same old hits. We have a ton of favorites from those albums and they deserve credit. Shout out to Bruce and rest in peace, Eric Carr, the Fox. Yes. A couple episode specific topics off air from Twitter. Some episode specific Twitter comments here. A couple things from Steve. Thanks for such a great and thorough review of this guy's great work. So many laughs. Eric Carr should have got a lot more coverage than he got. He helped the band so much when he joined and was hardly given anything on here. Yeah, I mentioned I wasn't happy about Eric's coverage. Uh, <laughs> Twisted Kister. What do you get for engaging in banter across a couple of podcasts and throwing on a callback of Zeus for not seeking out new music? Then he has the gif of the woman getting hot dogs thrown (laughs) thrown at her face. Oh, he got a bag of dicks thrown at him. Exactly. Deuce, not what you'd call a very handsome man. I'm assuming that's our friend Naughty Holder. He's got the close-up that I was talking about from that run runaway fucking video. I'm like, I'm like, when I first saw that, I was like, that's this guy. This is a joke, right? That's not really him. I love it. Yeah. He is definitely not what you would call a handsome man. No, no, no. Uh, Our buddy, Joel Hoffman, do Paul and Gene realize the business they're in bashing Ace and Peter 40 years is mind boggling. The music business is full of junkies and drunks. 
I've never heard this narrative from any other band for 40 years. There are way more worse things that Kiss went through. Enough. And then Brian Strutter responds with, the difference is other bands were all junkies. Paul and Gene were not and are not. Plus, Ace and Peter started the bashing in the 80s, so only pointing at Gene and Paul is unfair, especially since Ace and Peter's issues are a major part of history. Ooh. Oh, and then, yeah, then, it, it, let's be blunt. It's yeah, go ahead. It's gone both ways. It's just oh, yeah. Gene and Paul are going to get more publicity when they do it. Correct. Than Ace and Peter, but Ace and Peter, like Gene, Ace always throws his shots in. Yeah, those guys. It's always those guys. Yeah, and and you know Peter's always. You know what, uh, fuckos other. You know he's got his own grievances too. So it's not just yep. Gene and Paul, but at some point it kind of died down. And I wish that Paul and Gene would take the high road and let it go, but they still go to it. Well, they won't. Like, so stay tuned. Stay tuned for our news segment tonight because. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. And then our buddy Murph drops in a Boston reference. Best part of the podcast is when Tommy and Zeus do their best Bob Lobel and Bob Ryan impersonations. You can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) If you know it, you know it. (laughs) Why can't we get players like that? (laughs) Bob, red face, have another beer, Lobel. Come on. He's sick now. He's got some disabilities nowadays. And I didn't know if you knew that. He's sick. He's he is. (laughs) Dude, the fact that he was so is the great Bob Gamir. No, the <laughs> great Bob Gamir. Well, the great Bob Gamir is like a sex offender. Okay, so that's that's well, a little different. Well, you know, well, I'm just saying they they you know it doesn't take away from the. It was funny that they were drunk at some point. Oh, Jesus, here we go. Uh, our buddy Scott agree the Eric Carr bit was too short. They explained their reasoning to keep moving forward, but should have acknowledged the negative feelings of Eric's family. Yeah, that was never going to happen. They're never going to talk about that. Uh, and then this is great. Vet Halen, your Patreon needs an Ankh warrior level. That way I can contribute just enough, but feel vastly more important than I am. <laughs> <laughs> that is Perfect. Oh, and then Rich Uncle, Rich Uncle Polly responds with, I was thinking something similar when I was listening, but I thought the Ankh Warrior level is you give $10,000 and in 18 years, you get a pair of Tom's worn jeans and an old water bottle Zeus drank out of. <laughs> Mark St. Yon, awesome episode yet, yet again. Fuck yeah, boys. Uh, and then Joel Hoffman and Brian Strutter get into it again about Gene and Paul versus Ace and Peter. Deputy Van Halen. That's a good one. Uh, this is a this is a good this is a good comment that wasn't really talked about much, and of course, Gene and Paul aren't going to talk about it during the biography. Gene said the reason for the solo albums was because Ace wanted to do one. Not true. It was Bill Coin's idea, as each solo counted as a quarter of a full album with Casablanca, and it could get them to complete the contract sooner and renegotiate. Yeah, that that is true. This shit was negotiated way before. Kevin Johnson loved it, boys. Great show. A and E did an amazing job. And then ha- half Ace. Uh, shared we got a couple of this from people shared the youtube clip of the full video of the uh the uh the shelved kiss video for i it was horrible horrible oh. horrible um yeah and then uh yeah that's it for twitter what do you got for uh facebook etc all right okay <laughs> okay okay over on facebook oh yeah <laughs> so over on facebook we got David Cathy telling us that he saved the buck fifty, and that he got the Kiss biography for three forty nine on Voodoo. What the fuck, dude? Thanks, David. 
Jenny Munoz. I'm so sad because I missed the first episode. I hope they show it again. The first episode, so I know what's going on. Love you guys. Kiss forever. Nice. Thanks, Janie. Thank you. Um, just make sure you don't have a gun. Ooh, Janie's got a gun. Your favorite 90s Aerosmith. Fucking brutal. <laughs> 80s, 90s, anything after 19 friggin' 79, 80 is horrible. Oh, we gotta do the Aerosmith catalog download someday. To find somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick around until the 70s. Keith and Laura Watt loved the part one review. And then Janie Munoz put a what are those little not wonder pets? What are those little fucking bumblebee girls with the big eyes? Bumblebee girl with the big eyes. Yeah, like the cartoon bumblebee girls with the big eyes, like they like fly around. What are the these powder, oh, the pot, oh, the powder puff girl? The yeah. power puff girls? Power puff girls. He's got a blonde one with crying in a bed, like with tears oh. coming out. Oh, so tears are falling. Yeah. Powder puff? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they called. I don't have a daughter. You should know what? that. The Wonder Pets. <laughs> this is serious. Jim Schmitz purchased on Amazon after review of part one. Looking forward to part two. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Graham Richley. Awesome reviews. Love the detail and thoughtfulness you guys deliver. Part two was definitely sadder as the band members' faults came to light. It was almost like Paul and Gene were saying, you want to know what it was really like working with Ace and Peter? Well, here it is. The video footage was so damning. Gene and Paul didn't have to say need to say so much. I do actually agree with them that the makeup idea for the new guys wasn't working was part of the reason for their demise. They started losing their unique aura, even with longtime fans, and went from superheroes to guys in makeup, especially as the aunt looks so crap. Taking the makeup off helped immensely. Having Tom and Eric now wear is probably the lesser of two evils, as there are no doubt fans say they want the original Kiss show rather than an unmasked version. Love your work. Thanks, as always. A good Thank one, you. yeah, Graham. Thank you, Graham. Love, On, hearing from uh, you every, love hearing from you every week, buddy. Our loudcasters. Uh, Brian Harris refers to us. You jabronis are my Monday morning working from home entertainment. Can't wait. Wow. Thanks, jabroni. <laughs> and then Gina Stella wrote, I, the show. And then you rock. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks. Over on our YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Uh, Devin Dungan, great episode. Sheldon Bergenheyer put the complete Peter of Tom, uh, uh, Peter interview on Tom Snyder. He put the link to it on there on our oh, yeah. YouTube page. Anybody's nice. interested? Nice. Uh, and he also put the link to the I video, Thank Mr. You. Antonio 2005. Finally, Tommy, Eric, and Bruce get a chance to speak, and they come out as the highlights of part two. Wow, the Creatures of the Night album tour didn't sell because of the new characters. Ace was on the album cover, and the ads show him on the tour till February 83. Don't Gene and Paul remember that? Revisionist history as it, at its best. Kiss popularity at the time is like a scene in the Spinal Tap movie where the group are doing their retrospective, and they come up upon the Shark Sandwich album, and <laughs> one reviewer called it a shit sandwich. That was Kiss popularity at the time, a shit sandwich. 
Great album, but revisionist history that they should have toured smaller venues. Great review, T and Z. Thank you. That's a great point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Peter Staros. Imagine if Ace and Peter formed Kiss, and after all the years of being together, they had Gene and Paul on the chopping block. Maybe Kiss would have been a whole lot of different beast. Oh, Jesus. It wouldn't have been very good. Uh, no, it would, uh, it would not have been. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty, that's a, that's a pretty, Peter, but yeah, that's a pretty easy what if. Yeah. Mark Stewart. Guys, I love, love, love your podcast. Be honest. Gene gets emotional because he's married to an actress. Uh, you're really stretching it, Mark. That he would call Shannon Tweed an actress. Gene is more of an actress than Shannon Tweed is. At least he was in a fucking real movie. Yeah. He's been getting, in quotes, emotional over the last several years, and he's made sure it was captured on video. Gene knows how, in quotes, to shed tears. Paul opened up about Eric Carr's death because he and Gene got a lot of backlash, in quotes, from Carrie and the fans. Paul constantly gives his Paul optics about Peter and Ace. I'm bored with it. Understand, I love, love, love Kiss. And this should give me the podium to express my opinions. I don't know if he's trying to say podium, P-O-D, but regardless. I'm hoping you guys are cool with my opinions without bashing me. Still love you guys. I'm not going to bash you, Mark, but even I'm not that cynical, dude. You You sound like really cynical thinking that Gene was like, an actor and faking the emotions and all that stuff. Even I'm not that bad. Yeah, but Mark's, that's, that, that, that's your opinion. It's cool. Yeah, Mark's awesome. He's uh, he, I love it that people want to give their opinion, whether they believe in um, something different than us or they agree with us. Who cares? I just want to hear it. And uh, yep. Mark's awesome about giving his opinion. We love the feedback, buddy. So much oh, yeah. appreciated. Marty White. It has long been rumored that the hand on the elders cover is Paul Stanley's. He's confirmed this in part two, but it is wise to be skeptical. The real story is somewhat different. The door is Paul Stanley's. Peter Chris snuck onto the property to beg (laughs) Paul for his job back. As Peter reached for the door knocker, security snapped that picture just before grabbing him and tying him to a pier behind the property where the fishes were eating at him and whatnot. <laughs> oh, man. And they always would abuse me and, and throw me down and, and rub sand on my assy nipples. And they used to hurt me bad and tie me to the pier and let, like, the fishes eat at me and whatnot. Oh, God. that's a, that, You got to love it. That's amazing. I uh, love it. I love wrap it. Wrap it up, Tom, with some email, right? Yep. All right. So we got some emails here. Our good friend Pete Staros. Yellow. You guys are the highlight of my week. Kiss is the highlight of my life. Ooh, thanks, Pete. That's so nice of you. Uh, Keith Rockford. Hey, Tom and Zeus. Relatively new listener here as I work my way from the current episodes and back. Heard you on Growing Up Rock and check you out. All right. Love the respect and humor you bring to all episodes. Make my work Makes my work commute go by so much quicker. I know it's a Kiss podcast and you have the album review episodes, but was wondering if you ever thought of doing an episode or a few on Boston-based bands like Aerosmith, Extreme, Godsmack, or more. Would love to hear the hometown feeling you may have for them. Thank you both for all that you do, for your honesty, and of course, your quote, make me spit out my drink humor. Love the show. Keep up the killer episodes. Keith Rockford, Pingree Grove, Illinois. 
Thanks, Keith. I'm a fan of uh, Godsmack and Extreme and a little bit of Aerosmith. I don't know how what, I don't know where Zeus falls into those three bands, but um, yeah, I, I'd love to do something on Aerosmith. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do like rocks or something like that, and I'll do it. You friggin' do permanent vacation. You have to find a guest host. Oh just, yeah, ter- let's do terrible. Crying when I met terrible. you. Oof, pew. Oh, delicious Silverstone. Dude, oh, I told right. you there was a girl that I hooked up with at your party at Stonehill that it was at your house. It yep. was like the summer when we graduated. Yeah, yeah. And she was like an AC, one of your friend's little sister. That's inappropriate. We're gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> she, and I used to think she was like looked like Alicia Silverstone. Now, in my head, she looked like her. She may look like Rocky Dennis, but yeah. like I thought she looked like that. Yeah, you also had 19 old Milwaukee's when you saw her too, so that doesn't count. Oh yeah, she was uh, she was she was looking good. She was looking good. I was Matt Gatesing the fucking seventeen-year-old oh little sister that came to the party. I think settle I think down, Kip, settle settle down, Kip Winger with your seventeen think, shit. Yeah, I think that's what I serenaded her with. <laughs> no wonder, no wonder it worked. Yeah. Oh. Was that before or after? <laughs> what did Lacoste do at your body or something? Lacoste, I had it. So I had a graduation cake. It was on my kitchen table, and when we had parties at my house, yeah. I had a big, I had a big back deck. Yes, it, it, I was, remember. It, it was. It was like the length of the house, so it was a nice place to have a party. But people would go into the kitchen because the bathroom was right there. No, no one yeah. really went into the house. But so the big kitchen table had a had a graduation cake. You found out the next morning that Todd Lacoste, one of our great college friends, rest in peace, Todd. Uh, had himself a good time with the cake because uh, one of the girls that he had relations with put her ass print right into my cake. <laughs> Friggin' brutal, but that, oh. oh man, we Todd, God, God love you, Todd. Stories upon stories with that guy. Oh, that was oh. one of them. Well, that was one of them. Oh. <laughs> Oh, now I want now I want some cake. <laughs> now I want some ass. I want some ass cake. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Back to back 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 to the emails. All right. James Thompson. Oh yeah, James has sent us good emails. Oh, and I like this one. Zeus and I will have something to say about this. We talked about this, James, when you sent it, so we're gonna read it now. Second part of the documentary finally connected the dots for me on the way Paul has seen Kiss for the last 40 years. For as long as I can remember, the diehard fans like guys who record KISS podcasts, you, and guys who listen to KISS podcasts, me, have lamented about the stale set list tour after tour. And year after year, Paul has said something to the effect that the majority of people want to hear the hits. We respond by saying the common man doesn't know 100,000 years from 10,000 maniacs. After watching this documentary, I think I understand his line of thinking a little better now. It doesn't matter that most commoners couldn't distinguish Let Me Go Rock and Roll from Exciter at a 2021 KISS concert. It matters that when they were playing Let Me Go Rock and Roll, they were doing it in front of tens of thousands of people. And when they were playing Exciter, they were doing it in front of tens of people. This comes down to the bottom line, money and success. They didn't have that from 81 to the 90s. And if we're being honest, they didn't really have it again until the reunion. Here's the thing, jerky. I added the jerky. It doesn't matter why the band took a nosedive in the early 80s. They can blame it on overexposure, the Fox and the Ankh makeup, the Elder or whatever. It only matters that they did take that nosedive. And for Paul, he associates that music with failure. No matter what Paul has ever said, the reason that he hates the Elder was because it fucking tanked. 
and it sent the band down a decade-long battle to survive. The reason they did The Elder is because that was the flavor of the month at the time. Pink Floyd had huge success with The Wall. Sticks did well with Mr. Roboto. Meatloaf was in his prime if there was a prime. If The Elder would have pushed the band back into the spotlight they had in 77, Creatures would have been Return of The Elder. Lick It Up would have been Son of The Elder. Animalize would have been The Elder Takes Manhattan and so on. So no matter what The Elder and Creatures and Animalize and everything else meant to people like us, it meant going from a sold-out Madison Square Garden to barely being able to fill the Ritz for Paul Stanley. I think the documentary made me see how much that hurt him over the years. And I guess I understand why he's not eager to reach back into the bag of tricks that didn't work for him at a time when he was trying with everything he had to stay relevant. And he also clearly blames Peter Nace for helping to send him down this road. This is probably why he constantly shits on them. Great show this week per usual. Take it away, Zeus. Yeah, I just I just disagree with the, the whole conspiracy premise there. Look, Paul isn't associating songs with when the band was struggling, if that's the case, there's no reason why he still goes to the same songs from the same era. Why isn't he picking out to do I stole your love Christine 16? Um, I don't know. Fucking uh, rocket ride, whatever. Those come on and love success- me. Yeah. Come on and love me. Those are successful times. He's still taking out tears are falling. He's still playing. Lick it up. He's still playing uh, War Machine, if you want to go like that. And, uh, you know, he pulled out I Still uh, I Still Love You from on the Unplugged and those eras and stuff. I, I just don't agree with it. I just think due to his limitations and laziness and complacency, he sticks to the same songs. He doesn't want to change it because it's going to affect how he performs, whether it's live or not. So that's why they do it. But, you know, we appreciate your theory. Yeah, I, I love the theory. Um, it's original. It's thoughtful. And, and, I, and I love any any kind of new take on Kiss. I'm not sure I agree with it 100% um, because Kiss is not really famous for playing a random deep tracks anyways. But like Zeus said, you know, why not mix up the set list? But we've gone over this a million times before. It's a pre-programmed show and everything like that. Um, but James, I'm going to give you credit, thoughtful, thought provoking theory. I like it. And uh, I like the email. So keep them coming, James. Thank you. Uh, we go to Daniel LeBlanc. Thanks for the two episodes reviewing this documentary. I haven't finished episode two yet, but I'm happy to hear this documentary is worth checking out. Not sure when I will get a chance to watch it as I normally watch TV when going to bed and I don't have an internet connection for the TV setup. Well, thank you for the technical aspects of your internet entertainment, Daniel. I would definitely purchase this if it was available on DVD. It should because A&E has released their biographies on DVD before. So we'll see. One of you mentioned looking forward to reviewing the Tom Snyder kiss interview. And I'm looking forward to your episode on that. The plumber bit was awesome. Keep up the good work. I look forward to whatever lies ahead. Daniel LeBlanc. Awesome, Daniel. Thank you, buddy. Much appreciated. Next, we go to Brian Bensley. And thank you, Brian, for phonetically spelling your last name. So I don't butcher it anymore. Tom and Zeus, another great and hilarious episode as always. I too enjoyed the Kistory documentary, thought there was just enough bits of information included, as well as old video clips that I had not seen before that kept me interested. I have to say that I love your newfound impersonation of Peter Chris. It kills me to think of him actually using the word fucko as you guys do when you imitate him. Hilarious. One thing I wanted to mention about this documentary is the footage from the first non-makeup show in Lisbon. I've seen footage of the show before, but only the first couple songs and I've read rumors that Gene actually spit blood at that show without makeup. Any insight on whether or not this is true? Thanks again, guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, I don't know this for a fact, Brian, but I did hear that 
the some of those early shows that Gene was still doing some demon shit and then they cut it out. Whether or not he actually spit blood, I can't say for sure. I'm sure some of our genius listeners out there will know that. Um, and then they can uh, chime in on that. But thank you for the email, Brian. Much appreciated. Um, now we go to uh, Casey Campbell. Hey, Tom and Zeus. Been listening for a few months now and thought I would go back and listen to episode one. I tend to jump around on some of the older episodes and I'm a father listener to the show. I don't know what that means unless it's a typo. Just so you know, sometimes I will send you guys a tweet on my Twitter handle. But I thought since you guys gave us some info about yourselves, I'd give you some about me. 40, I'm 47 from Iowa, living in Idaho. First memory of Kiss is getting Dynasty on 8-track. Ooh. I had a couple of their LPs too, Kiss and Rock and Roll Over, which I believe are stored away with my parents' old records. Not sure when or how I got them. Seems like I always had those records. I have an older cousin who was into the band and think that's how I got interested in them. I had the Gene Simmons doll action figure from the 70s, but at some point got rid of it, and I regret it now. My favorite has always been Gene because I think with the makeup, he was scary, which to me was cool. I would have to say my favorite makeup album is Rock and Roll Over, Best Non-Makeup, Asylum, or Revenge, but I remember having Animal Eyes on cassette and loved, but I don't think it holds up over time. I've seen Kiss six times, first in 93, uh, at the Arizona State Fair where I lived, when I lived there. Still, to me, the best show I've seen. Just thought you guys might want to know a little bit about your listeners. Take care, and God bless you, babe. Awesome, Casey. Thanks for sharing the information. Love it. Good stuff. And our good friend, Tony Smith. I wanted to thank both of you, not only for doing the best KISS podcast, bar none, but also serving as an outlet for us listeners to form friendships. Not too long ago, I friended Jack Pinocchio. In listening to you read his email in the last episode, I reached out to him to send my prayers and well wishes and reassured him I know what he is going through because I'm still on the mend myself. Bottom line is, if not for SIOL, I may not know his name. I consider him and others I have corresponded with as KISS family. Thank you, Tom and Zeus, for the extended family I have online. Tony, fantastic email. That's amazing. We love that. And that's what this is all about, a family. Yeah, we talk about KISS. We goof off and joke, but that's great stuff. Thank you, Tony. Much appreciated. Uh, We go to David Clark. Hey, T&Z, as always, great review of the history, Doc. I appreciate your analysis and opinions and love that the two of you don't always agree on things, which makes the podcast much more authentic than all the others out there. Speaking of authenticity, Paul, firstly, that was for you, Zeus. Let me tell you, I am a Paul guy through and through. He's always been the main reason that I followed the band since 77. You've spoken a lot on your podcast about him, and it made me notice something that I hadn't noticed before during the MTV Unplugged show. When Ace and Peter came out and played in that show, take a good look around at everyone. Gene is smiling and interacting with the audience, hugging people. Ace and Peter look like they're having the time of their lives, like they can really feel the old magic. Even Bruce and Eric seem to be having a lot of fun. They were probably thinking, crap, I'm losing my job. Now take a look at Paul. The rock star frontman persona never leaves him. He just seems to be nervous, like he can't just relax and enjoy it. 
I briefly met him once during the convention shows, and he was really cool and seemed to be very sincere. I would love to know, though, at the end of the day, what he's really like, because if you fast forward to now, it seems like everything he does, he has to prove to someone. Look at me. I ride my bike. Look at me. I paint. Look at me. I sing soul. Look at me. I have old friends. Look at me. I cook. It's like even he doesn't know who he is or who he wants to be when he grows up. Anyway, I don't want to harshly judge the guy. He's got nothing to prove to me, that's for sure. His life and career have been totally kick-ass. To be honest, though, it feels a bit sad how protected and rehearsed he seems to be all the time. Like you alluded in the last episode, though, when I get too focused on the issues with the current kiss, I just put on the Love Gun tour footage and soak in how totally badass that band has been over the years. If the Kistery doc was anything, it's a real testament to the drive that he and Gene have had to be as successful as they've been for as long as they have. Something unique in any profession, let alone the world of rock and roll. Love your podcast, guys. Keep up the awesome work. Ooh, that's a great analysis of Paul. Not going to say it's 100% accurate or true, but I like it. Again, thoughtful, thoughtful analysis. We love that. Thank you, David. Yep. And we're going to finish up with something from our good friend, Costa. Hi, Tom and Zeus. I was listening to the second review episode and had to stop and write. Just heard you read Jack Panacchio's letter regarding his recent absence from Kiss social media due to his dad having a medical issue. I couldn't believe it as you guys with the Tarantella Zorba-themed music have made Jack my SIOL cast brother and his latest experience have somehow mirrored mine. It was great to hear that Jack's dad was in his recovery phase and doing well. I join you in wishing him continued health. I have also been AWOL from posting like before since mid-May, which is when my mom fell and severely fractured her right arm. She avoided surgery but had a double cast three weeks while hospitalized. She's been convalescing since then and doing well as expected for an 81-year-old. She'll be coming home in 10 days, but I'll likely have limited function in her dominant right hand. She's been taking care of my dad, who is 86, has advanced dementia that has been worsening for the past two to three years. When she fell, we realized just how much she had been doing for him 24-7 walking, washing, getting him to eat as we had to take over staying with him via 12-hour shifts between my brother and I and doing this in the home we grew up in seemingly stuck in the early 80s complete with a Batman 66-era rotary phone no microwave, no Wi-Fi and four pain-in-the-ass Greek cable channels from Toronto (laughs) finally had him placed in a long-term residence two weeks ago which coincided with him refusing to eat and sadly, he may pass soon I've been driving all over the city and catching up on older SIOL cast episodes from the days before I found your show. There was one in which you guys announced that A&E will be doing a biography on the band, and you talk about what you expect and hopes to see. It's now clear that the production surpassed your expectations. I've listened to the older album reviews with Sonny, as well as many pre-COVID shows that have helped me smile and laugh throughout all the above happening. The reason I wrote this morning is to tell you guys how much this show means to so many of us. And you have indeed created a modern era KISS SIOL cast army. Hope you didn't think I was going to say Delilah, what the fuck. Reading the posts and letters from the group is so appreciated as it allows us to connect with each other. And I find myself waiting to hear the latest from Murph, Deuce, Lance, Vincent, Joel, Gerald, Twisted Kister, Polly, Graham, Y2J, and even Sonny. In the perfect world, we would plan an SIOL cast weekend in some chalet and try to get as many members together as possible. But that is unlikely to happen these days, so having this show to listen to has become therapy for many of us. And I'm sure I'm not alone in sending you guys my gratitude for your time and effort in making this available to us, the fans. Kudos, gentlemen. You should be proud of the show you have developed, refined, and continue to produce as often as you do. Costa, Montreal, you, my friend, are the comment of the week, and you may be comment of the century because that, 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 was, that, that one hit me. 
that was a good one. That was a good one to read. Um, I, I don't know what else to say other than thank you and God bless to you and your family and your and your mom and dad. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm gonna be watching you. <laughs> yeah, um, that stuff is uh, straight up. Except, you know, I'm not looking forward to reading anything from Twisted Kister. But besides <laughs> that, no, put on some God. new music. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I love him too. Now he's so right though, and it's become like a family, and it's one of those things that I'm like, can everybody that we know come on the the Kiss cruise with us? We'll party the whole time. Oh, we'll God. fucking we'll count all the pandemic Paul moments. We'll fucking you know we'll 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 giggle fake ace and shit like, and because you guys have all kind of become family. Yep. And uh, we we um, we get a kick out of this, even when we're not like recording the thing. We, me and Tom, through our texts or something, we'll have jokes and we'll comments. Oh yeah, so and so definitely like this. Oh so and so like like you guys have become that much part of the show. It's not the yep. same. It's not me and Tom talking, telling you our kiss thoughts, and then saying thank you, good night. We'll see you next week. Right. No, it's 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 great. It's awesome. And, and and again, it keeps growing in the involvement that you guys have. And that's like we've said before, that's why we spend time reading the feedback to create that kind of environment where you guys are like, oh, my God, I can't believe what he said or why I can't wait to hear the feedback from so and so on this episode. It just it just creates a, a fun environment. And, that, and that's what we want. And, uh, you know, maybe if the show keeps growing, maybe we'll have an SIOL cruise, you know, uh, we yeah. can rent, uh, we can rent the boat that Vinnie Vincent uses for his, uh, his catamaran cruise and maybe have one of those. We'll just have a, a Vinnie Vincent backyard barbecue at his house where he killed all his cats or dogs, whatever. Oh, anybody want a dog? <laughs> Can you guys keep the noise down? I'm trying to get some rest. Oh, Private Cusano. Oh. These marshmallows aren't cooked to my liking. If you do it again, I'm going to fire you. Um, dude, I don't know what this has to do with Vinny Vincent, but it has, I don't know. Anytime you can just throw Vinny in there, it just adds to it. But anyways, Costa, thank you. God bless. Godspeed (laughs) to your family. And, uh, we're going to get back to joking in a minute. Yeah. (laughs) What reminds me though, he makes, makes fun of like the four Greek channels. That's the same. When I go see my mom, (laughs) come here, come here. I don't get my program. I have to put on the <laughs> antenna channel or whatever the fuck she calls those things. And it's like, God damn it. The playoff hockey game is on. Ma, we all want to watch this. Go downstairs. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I can I, I can attest to that because the last time you took me to a Bruins game, I think we parked yeah. near your parents and we went in. We said hello to your mother. And uh, it, it's and like it's it, it's str- it's straight out of the nineteen seventies or sixties. It's just you know your mother is the sweetest, nicest. Your parents are wonderful. I love them both. I've known them for a while. Sitting on a couch watching. The sitting on a couch watching fucking. Crazy. They don't have to move. They didn't have to leave the country. They have it lo- right there on TV. I love it. It's great. It's great. It, it's the same thing, dude. They can go to a Greek market. They can see all their Greek friends. They can have yep. the Greek TV. They didn't even have to leave. Yep. Except they're like, oh, I love my country. Love they go there for two minutes. They're like, these fucking backwards assholes can't even do anything right. Can't even cash it. Like, uh, my, my, uh, I can't even get my, use my credit card correctly. These, no wonder I left this fucking shit out. Like, I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, you know, like, just like we are, you know, like any, any immigrant right. loves right. their country, but they remember the fond memories. Oh, yeah. They forget all the bullshit as to why they left. 
Yeah. You know, for modern society. And then they like, like, what the fuck? There's I can't a reason- get any internet. My, my cell phone will work. <laughs> There's a reason why you take a trip to Greece for like a week or so and then come back here. <laughs> You'd be like, what yep. the fuck is this? You want to get a cell phone? Go to the tower. Take the donkey halfway up. <laughs> go through the cactus bush. Behind the mountain stream. Go up there and put a straw on top of the mountain. And you get there's, the- there's your cell phone. You want <laughs> iPhone 10? We have iPhone 2. Yeah, iPhone 2. <laughs> That's technology there, believe me. So, yeah, I, I, oh. I've been there, done that. But Costa, thank you so much, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Um, we're going to go on to Kiss World. Yeah, so the big news, this is exciting, especially for Zeus. When he heard about this, he got a little hooligan in his shorts. He was so excited. A little hooligan running around my pants. <laughs> so Peter Chris will be joining the Fanboy Expo. Uh, he's going to be at the Indianapolis uh, Sci-Fi Convention in September and then the Knoxville Convention in October. So September 10th through the 12th and October 29th through the 31st, which is when the Kiss Cruise starts. Peter Chris is going to be there doing VIP packages, photo ops, and autographs. That's that's big news. That's big news because we haven't heard anything from Peter. So the fact that he's making a public appearance and going to be signing photos and taking, you know, all that, that's just great stuff. And I know, Zeus, you are jacked for that. And you're thinking of taking a, a trip out to uh, Indianapolis, correct? Yes. Uh, September 10th through the 12th, he's yep. out there. Yep. Um, I mean, he has, you know, I think the top package is like 300 bucks. Dude, that's cheap. It's fucking the Peter Chris. Yeah. Like you get to like give my hand job and fucking <laughs> and play get, one for all. You get, to, you get to sing. That's the kind of sugar Papa likes with him. <laughs> you get to wear a clown costume and sing. Send in the clowns. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> you get, forget it. Go ahead. No. Uh, <laughs> Now I'm thinking about it, and uh, there's already a couple. I saw Jepsen talk. Kevin Jepsen was saying he was thinking about going. William well, he, Shatner is going to be there, Tom. There will be a kiss appearance. Well, Kevin Jepsen's going because he needs a piece of Peter Chris's carpet to go with uh, Paul Stanley's carpet. And then, do you know who also is going to be there? This is George Dekai. Oh, oh God! Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> That's some top tier guests. Think, I think I'm now gay for having said that. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> oh, oh my! my. <laughs> and Chekhov is going to be there. Who's Chekhov? The Russian guy. Oh, well, I know he's Russian. His name's Chekhov. Twentieth century engineering. What does he say about Khan? Oh, the guy from Chernobyl. Yeah, remember in Wrath of Khan? That's like the best oh, yeah. fucking Con, uh, Star Trek movie. I don't awesome. watch Star Trek. I don't watch Star Trek movies. Ed yeah, Asner so- will be there. Wait, he's alive? <laughs> yeah. What? Ooh, Summer Glau will be there. She was in Firefly. Oh, oh. She was hot. oh, the Karate Kid and Cobra Kai cast will be there. Really? Yeah. Oh. <gasps> We got to go. Okay. We'll be there. Okay. So I'm looking at the fanboy expo Twitter page. Cause they're the one that sponsor yeah, all these I'm, events. I'm, I'm scrolling down here. Dude, there's one furlong is going to be there. Dude, there's one in Orlando in August. They're going to have turbo from breaking Two electric boogaloo. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> um, 
Dylan McDermott? He's handsome. He is a handsome man. Oh, Ed Begley Jr., Judge Reinhold, and Mick Foley. <laughs> a Superman reunion. Oh. They have the two others, not General Zod. The, the unibrow guy and the, and the chick. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. 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 I don't know who this guy oh, Back to the Future cast reunion. The oh, wow. fucking mayor's going to be there. Goldie Wilson? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mayor. Yep. And the principal? Wow. Yes. Uh, who else are these people? Don't know these people. And more coming soon. Ooh, they're, wait- they're waiting to announce Vinnie Vincent. They're going to wait for that. Yeah, so hey, you might be... Hey, fucko, get out of my fucking booth. I want fucking real fans here, not this pussy shit. Hi, hi, hi Peter, uh, Zeus from uh, Shout Out Loudcat. Yeah, I know who you are. I've heard your show. <laughs> um, Peter, would you like to jam with me? Get the fuck out of here, fucko. Get the fuck out of here, you and your stupid shit. <laughs> you fucking stupid pink hairdo. Get the fuck out of here. Poor Peter, man. He's gonna be. He's like so. Turn down old. the fucking blinds. I can't see shit here. <laughs> yeah, I need foil on the windows. Didn't you watch that documentary? Ah, <laughs> uh, you're gonna go. Oh, I out of here, Thea. Out of here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what to do? See if he'll see if he'll uh, sign a picture and uh, and and have him sign it as Eric Singer. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were the drummer. I thought you, I thought you were the. I thought you were Eric Singer. Who's Peter? We'll send Shatner over there. I thought you were the drummer in Kiss. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna go. I know you. You're gonna take a friggin' bus ride to Indianapolis. I'm gonna go hang out with George Takai. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then let's move on. Some other news, dude. I don't know what the fuck this means. Maybe you can help me, Paul Stanley. Uh, he was on Sirius XM. Dude, what the fuck are NFTs? Non-fungible tokens and cryptocurrency? The shit you buy at Disney, like the little coins they make. Come on. Yeah, so he's like, we're certainly on the edge of the diving board in NFTs. That's obviously a natural. We're flexing our muscles before we dive in. Can you just tell me what you mean instead of using all these fucking analogies? NFTs are a type of digital asset where ownership is recorded on a digital ledger blockchain. No fucking clue what that means. Each NFT is unique, can be viewed as a collectible that cannot be duplicated, making them singularly and potentially valuable. They can represent digital files such as art, audio, video, posters, album art. Okay, whatever. I don't know. Good luck if that's your thing. But Paul, enough. I'm going to buy a a non-fungible token for the star child. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So that's Paul Stanley. And, um, before we get into some unfortunate news, do you have any other funny news to any of the kind of well, silly stuff going on? Gene is babbling in a lot of uh, interviews and stuff, and he made the big thing. We know we talked about it, that Peter and Ace are still making oh, bad yeah. decisions. Unbelievable. Go ahead. Like the, There's no need to bring it up. I don't understand. Why can't you say, yeah, I haven't spoken to those guys. I hope they're doing well. God bless them. We, I mean... I hope everyone can remember the good things they did with Kiss, and we love them. That's it. What they is he talking? Some bad decisions. Oh, but but he says, and 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 they continue to make bad decisions. Okay, I'm sorry. Ace is touring. He appears to be healthy. 
We just announced that Peter's going to be making an appearance as an expert. What is he referring to? I think he's referring to the fact that they made the decision not to appear on the show. I know, I know, but why? Why? It's over. This is what I'm talking about. And see, I could see Paul doing that kind of shit because Paul can't let anything go. But for Gene to, to like, I, I don't. I don't know, dude. Just let it go. You got the documentary. People loved it. It was a success. Move on and get ready for the tour. Why do you always have to go out of your way to take jabs at Ace and Peter? I don't get it. It's fucking exhausting. It really is. I don't get it. But yeah, and then he talked about in another article why Ace left in an article. And yeah, Paul went to go get him. Flew out to Connecticut. Uh, look, stay in the band. You have can have a solo car. You'll see. I'm gonna sell ten million albums again. That's the new gimmick thing that he's going to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was going to sell 10 million albums. Right. You know, come on. Like, do you need to bring this stuff up? You know what Ace is going to do? Ace is going to dig into and take his shots. Yep. Like, come on with this stuff. It just. No, no, I don't get it. It's just sour grapes. And it's just disappointing to see that it continue. I don't know. I mean, honestly, the, the, the more the more you hear about this. It's like, dude, I I just don't see. I mean, I know there's a chance because money talks, but I, I'm like, why do these guys ever want to get together again for a final show? I don't know. I mean, we can hope, but I don't know. What else yeah. you got there? Well, the last thing is like, you know, he still got his master bass class where you can <laughs> write a song with me in 12 minutes or whatever. I'm going to show you how to sing. My uncle is a raft. Part two. <laughs> God, oh. unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to go to some, uh, some new current news, um, that is very sad in the kiss world and the music and rock world in general is, uh, the passing of Gary Corbett. Uh, we knew not long ago that he was uh, suffering from cancer. He was battling cancer. People were trying to do everything they could to try to raise some money for him. And sadly he did pass, uh, in terms of the kiss family, he played keyboards on Paul's first solo tour, played with kiss during the crazy nights, hot in the shade and revenge tour. Um, you know, he had, a, he had a, a big career, obviously kiss centric to us and to you guys, but we know that he did a lot more, uh, very young and, um, just very sad. And we know cancer is a bitch and everybody out there, uh, has been hit by cancer some way indirectly or directly. So, uh, rest in peace to Gary. And we send our thoughts and prayers to him and to the family and, uh, the kiss family too, that was affected by that too. Yeah. Uh, kiss just put out something. We are shocked and saddened to learn the passing of Gary Corbett to cancer. Gary played keyboards on Paul's first solo tour and with Kiss during the Crazy Nights, Hot in the Shade, and Revenge Tours. We shared many great times and send our condolences to his wife, Lenora, and his family. Yep. So rest rest in peace to Gary. So Yep. Yep. Well, Tom, let's uh, get ready to go into the main topic today. But before we do... We need to discuss our Patreon account. So Patreon is where people can come together and contribute and help out our show. Um, Our show uh, has uh, four different tiers. Obviously, the demon, the star child, the spaceman, and the cat man in that consecutive order as well. And that's where people can choose whatever uh, tier they want to and whatever way they want to contribute. And they get some uh, fun perks only available to them on Patreon. I actually want to give a shout out to a new Patreon subscriber, Mr. Jared C., who's uh, decided to jump on board and help us out. And it's greatly appreciated, Jared. We thank you and welcome aboard. We hope you'll like it. And, uh, you know, anybody else that's interested, you can always go to the Patreon app 
And under the creators section, you look for a shout out loudcast, you'll find us. Take a look, see if that interests you, see if you want to join. You can also find it in the episode notes. And also, you can go to patreon.com, P A T R E O N.com to find out. Again, welcome, Jared. Uh, we hope you enjoy. And thank you. And a shout out to all our Patreon family members. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Uh, it's great. Jared, thank you so much for jumping in and being a part of the Shout Out Loudcast Patreon family. Much, much appreciated. And uh, as always, thank you to everybody in the Patreon family. We thank you guys very, very much for being supportive of the show. And uh, it's just uh, we're very grateful for that. So thank you. And again, special thanks to Jared for uh, being our newest member. Yeah. And one other thing I want to kind of give a shout out to, and that is... I want to give a shout out to, once again, all you guys, not to give you guys a tongue licking. However, uh, we are on a fucking roll like we've never had one before. Our We've had our best month already, and we're about halfway through. Uh, we've uh, got more listens in the last 30 days. I would say maybe about 20, 25% more than any time we've ever had. We've hit, uh, we've broken a barrier, which was once only like, yeah, imagine how these guys do it if they get to this. Well, we're at this and it's incredible. Um, right now we're, we're getting listeners of, uh, the volume of listeners that we, we didn't imagine when me and Tom started out, we were giggling earlier about, like, yeah, imagine when we were like, oh, my God, we got 100 listens. Holy shit, 100 people listen to us. Oh, my God, we got somebody in Australia wrote to us. Dude, it is nonstop right now. And uh, the feedback, the the new interaction, the, the new amount of listeners which has come on in the past two months is ridiculous how many new listeners we got. And thank you for coming in and joining and uh, – we can't we can't uh, tell you how much we appreciate it enough. Uh, the show has grown beyond our wildest imagination. And you know what? We have even implemented a bunch of stuff that we've been planning on implementing already. So you got a lot more stuff coming down the line, um, stuff that you'll be seeing rather quickly. And um, you're going to love it. So we're not resting on our laurels. We are full steam ahead. We got up more shit to bring <laughs> bring on the show and to do than we've ever done before. So hold tight. Those that are new, you came in at a great time. Those that have been there since the beginning, you will be rewarded with this stuff. You'll see the show's only going to get better. Uh, I, again, just thank you for the support and thank you. And we hope you'll continue uh, listening. Yeah, you know, it's amazing because we say this every week that we we do the show, obviously, because we love Kiss and Zeus and I have a great time shooting the shit as friends. But doing the show for you guys and, and, and the response and the interest and the care that you guys have in interacting with us and listening and sharing and retweeting and just being a part of it. You know, this is we we, we say this a lot, but it's just a reminder, you know, this is your show, too. And, and we that's what that's we care about this so much, not just for us, but for you guys. And as it grows, we want to continue to make it better and bigger and do try to do different things. And, 
you know, we're going to continue that. And we do have a, a, a big project in the works right now. Oh. It's taken a lot of time and effort out of both of us. It's, it's uh, to be honest with you, it's taking, it's more effort than the show itself and probably our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it, it's, we hope that it's worth it. It's going to take a while before it's, uh, it's, it's unleashed on you guys, but you know, we, we got a lot to share and we're excited for it. And uh, we hope you guys are too. So, just again, uh, you know, a reminder to, that we just want to thank you guys for everything that you've done to, to bring us to where we are. So thank you. With that, Tom, let's discuss our main subject today. And we're doing Kiss Singers. What does that mean? Well, it means we're going to break down all the vocalists in the band. Um, there have been 10 members in Kiss. Eight of them. Have sung songs on albums Amongst them are Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Crist Eric Carr, Bruce Kulick, Tommy Thayer And Eric Singer So we're going to put our And rank them each So just to make it even We can do 10 and just do it that way uh, we'll start with number 10 all the way to number one. And we're going to give a couple songs to the reason why we like them and where they rank. So for like a Peter and Ace, we're going to give three songs. For Gene and Paul, we're going to give five songs. So the rest, two, because I don't think they've any of them sung more than two. So right. we're going to go down this list, 10 through one, and we're ranking the Kiss Singers. Based upon what we want when we listen to these songs. And it's not so much their songs, it's their vocals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. And we're going to give examples of what about us, like maybe a song, what about that song makes us feel like that vocal performance makes us like these guys. 617. For- <laughs> uh, yeah. So we, we, lo- we, it's been a while. Like Zeus and I were laughing. And uh, I was going to say this at the very beginning of the episode, but I'll say it now. It's like we we did four straight review episodes. It was off the soundboard. You wanted the best. And then the history. And we love those because it's, it's detailed oriented. And we love giving our opinions on things that exist out in the kiss world. But those are, those are a lot of work because when we do a review episode, we're like, we're going to do this. We're going to do it right. So we're, we're happy to kind of return to our roots. Shall we say of doing like a ranking, a list a spontaneous discussion about a topic that not everybody covers. So we're excited about this. Um, and, you know, when we talk about the the singers and the songs, we're not ranking our favorite songs from each singer. Now, obviously, certain vocalists only have one or two songs. But like when you get to Paul and Gene, we're going to try to create, you know, examples of why we prefer their vocals and songs that showcase different aspects of it. So some of these songs, you'd be like, what the fuck are you picking that song for? Well, because it, it, it shows a different side of their vocal capabilities. It's not a ranking of these are Gene's best songs. These are Paul's best songs. So again, it's all to just get the discussion going. And, um, and that's what the show is all about. So yeah, we're going to get into it. Tom, would you like to go first or should I, why don't you go first? You start this time. Quite simple. Um, I'm not really keen on any of the, when I think of animalize, I don't really think of backing vocals. So no matter what Mark St. John did, um, he's number 10. He never sang any songs and the backing vocals on animalize are fine, but nothing great. 
Yeah. I mean, number 10, the same thing for me, you know, we're not really getting too take a deep dive into backing vocals, but you know, God bless Mark St. John, his, his contributions were, were to the guitar. So yeah. Yeah. And they were limited for what it is. One. Correct. Hour. Correct. Which, which leads me to number nine. Supposedly everybody talks that he has a great voice. Vinnie yep. Vincent. Yep. We never heard it. He didn't sing any songs, backing vocals. There's some good choruses on lick it up and, um, creatures the night, which he performed on. I don't know about his backing tracks on those, but I would say Vinnie Vincent simply because he has a reputation for being a big, good singer. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, plus, and he's very, very handsome in that video when he's doing, when he's, when he's kind of screaming, lick it up in the background Yeah. with his melted face, you know, like it's, you know, <laughs> looks like a bird embryo. A bird, exactly. <laughs> Kiar. And he looks real tough standing there snapping oh, his yeah. fingers. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, if you're in a gang fight for you squaring up, you have four people on my side. Be like, I'm taking that guy's mine. Oh, but he, he is, I think what Paul was referring to him when he was talking about who is cool and who is the breeze fucking it's Vincent Cusano for sure. So yeah, there's the obvious eight, 10 and nine right there. So, all right, here's where everybody goes. What the fuck? I know you're going to, you're doing this to be a fucking troll. I can already predict what's happening right now. What are you talking about? Go ahead. My number eight is a guy. That's saying, rip it out. What? <laughs> wow. Okay. He's rip it out. He's saying, speeding back to my baby, and he sings, save your love. Now, those are three of my favorite Ace songs. The reasons why I picked them out for Ace is because there's no breaking in the voice. And although it's not a Good, very good vocal performance. I think it's passable. There's nothing that makes you hear that that goes, oh my God, that guy's terrible. So you think, okay, so why are you you being a troll by putting a mate? Go listen to Dark Light. Go listen to because it's not your place. Go listen Dude. to fucking Ozone. Oh. <laughs> I'm never going to stop beating on that shit. What? What? (laughs) Look out Because there's something wrong And you don't know what it is (laughs) Or it's Sodom and Gomorrah The malevolent order (laughs) Watch out (laughs) So So what were your representations for Zeus You said you had rip it out for Ace? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For, <laughs> for Ace, what did you have? I don't have any music tracks. Yeah, what did you have? Rip you it had... out, speeding back to my baby, and save your love. I think okay. he does a pretty decent performance on those. Uh, you can't tell that he's the same guy that's hung out that's saying, you're going to be attacked, and you know, won't know what it is. <laughs> like, it's... Oh, God. Like, okay. You, Nope, I nope, don't nope. know. It just continue. It so that's the reason why I have him last. Now it doesn't get. I know what I'm going to get. You don't want to hear Rocket Ride. Rather hear All Full of Love of Glory. No, I'm Pay saying he's to the a better singer. Correct. I'm saying vocalist. He is a terrible vocalist. And from what I've seen, not from the footage I've seen, exactly. <laughs> he's not much better live, if that at all. We'll find so out soon. 
Vince Neil out of breath. I can only sing every other word song uh, live. Um, yeah, I, I love Ace, but he's number eight for me. Yeah, and again, this is vocalist. This is not song. We're not ranking like favorite Kiss member. We're ranking what we exactly the, vo- the vocals of the of the people, their voice, their ability to sing. Yep. Which is why my eighth ranking is a guy who sings Shock Me and Hard Times and what? Speeding Back to My Baby. <laughs> I don't believe it. No. We're going to be fired. This may be the last episode of Shout It All Loudcast. <laughs> you guys shit on Ace. Make Ace lovers. But, you, but, but again, this is the problem. I know people are going to listen to this episode and be like, I don't understand. Well, pay attention. Focus, Lamar. To quote Revenge of the Nerds, it's vocals. Some of my all-time favorite Kiss songs are ace vocals, like those three songs I just named. But if you're talking about the ability to carry a tune, to sing a song, it's just not happening. It's just, it's just, it's just bad. It's just shock me. <laughs> and it's even worse. Go listen to Off the Soundboard. Shock me. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? But we love Ace. We love Ace and we love all these songs. But vocally, just bad. It's fucking bad. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to hear Fox on the run? Oof. I just. No, it is what it is. It's it's true. And there are times you're like, oh, it's not bad. It's kind of like how we listen to Paul now. You're so distracted by. Is he going to fuck up? Is he lip singing? Is he like, you can't enjoy the track. I feel like it's almost because you're like waiting for him to fuck up. Right. Right. And I think, and, and I will give this to Ace. I think most of his songs, especially on the kiss albums to me, most of them are like, are amazing. Some of my favorites. So, so, so you, you're enjoying the song so much that you're like, Oh, this guy can't fucking sing. Like you forget about that for yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so which, go ahead. Which, no, oh. four songs. Uh, I, I had sh- I had shock me speeding back to my baby in hard times. Yeah, hard times, great tune. It is. Our, it's a great song. Number seven, only saying one song, and that's Mr. Bruce Kulick. I I like uh, I walk alone. I like it. I like the song, and I really can't count his like solo material. I'm counting by Kiss stuff. I would say you know. Uh, it's not a bad song. Don't have as much info or, you know, he doesn't have a catalog to really judge it, but I do know his back and vocals on live concerts and in the studio are fantastic. So yeah, I got Bruce at number seven. Yeah. So far, no suspense. Zeus and I are agreeing with each other here because, and, and unfortunately Bruce suffers the penalty of only having one song in the catalog. I, I I I can't judge him on his on his post Kiss career. If I did, he'd be higher because BK three those albums are fucking awesome. But we're talking about Kiss, so I walk alone. I like the song. Um, I, I like his vocal tones. I think it's it's different than everybody else in the band. But unfortunately, just lack of a of a catalog. And I know that we might be talking out of both sides of our mouth. Like, well, if you like his voice, why isn't he ranked higher? Well, because it's one song. So. That's yeah. just the way we'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna handle this. Is I'm just gonna put him the same with Zeus at number seven. So, okay. So Tom, number six for me is the guy that's saying lightning strikes and out of this world. Tommy's got a good voice. 
I've heard him sing live. I've heard him sing, um, you know, backing tracks for the last couple albums. I think he's got a decent voice. I don't think it's fantastic, but I think it's decent. And I've heard enough from him that I, I, I find that I can put him above Bruce and Ace. Um, and I put him at number six. Okay. Okay. So my number six is, uh, is the guy with the, uh, the double all for the blank songs, <laughs> Eric singer, all for the love, all for the glory, all for the, whatever the, whatever it is like, his voice isn't bad. Okay. And I know I'm probably breaking my own rules here by penalizing him on the quality of those two songs, but I'm just not a huge fan of the, of his voice. It's, you know, it is for lack of a better comparison. It just sounds like a, like a, like a very pedestrian karaoke style of like Peter Chris, whose voice is fucking mm-hmm. insane. I just don't enjoy the, 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 the tone of his voice. And I think the, the song, the fact that those songs are not great, according, according to me, it probably hurts. So um, I got Eric Singer at number six there. He's number five for me. Okay. And I also put in the fact that, you know, I could, it, it almost, it helps him, but it also hurts him. If you go to unplug and you listen to him do nothing to lose and he starts it off. You're like, oh, he doesn't do a bad job. And then Peter jumps in. You're like, oh, I wish he, I wish Peter sang the whole fucking song. But yep. he doesn't do a bad job. He does got a little bit of that raspiness in his voice. And the other part to him, that's why I have him ranked higher than Tommy and those guys, is he does a lot of covering up for Paul live. Oh, yes. So, so that's why I have him a little bit higher. At that's fair. Five. That's um, fair. And I, I, you know, I don't penalize him for the two songs that he wrote. But he, uh, I think he's got a decent voice and uh, he's a good backing singer too. So number five, Eric Singer for me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, So my number five, this might be, I know Ace was controversial. This might not make some people happy, but my number five is, uh, is the guy that sings Little Caesar and Beth off of Smashes, Thrashes and Hits. I got Eric Carr at number five. Um. I love Eric Carr. I mean, who doesn't love his drumming, love his vocals, love when he does young and wasted live back that back in the old days. Um, I just, I'm just not a huge fan of the voice. It's not bad. It's just not it. I don't know. There are other guys on this list that I prefer to listen to. And, and it's the, and I'm not judging him on quality of songs. I love little Caesar. I think it's a great deep cut on hot in the shade. I think his version of Beth is is very good, but going up against some of the other guys that are on this list, uh, I got him at number five. Okay. Which leads me to my number four, and that is Eric Carr. Okay, and you know, obviously, my song's the same as you, Little Caesar, which I love, and Beth. He just he's got a he's, I think his voice is more unique than Eric Singer's. Whereas you you might be right that Eric Singer seems like a, a lower quality Peter Chris. Eric Carr's got a little bit more fullness in his voice, I feel like. Yeah. And it's his own. Yep. I don't think he's trying to be Peter. No, no, he's no. He's trying to sound raspy. Um, I think he's got a little bit a deeper voice. I think he does a great job anytime I've heard him any uh, you know, young and wasted live and things like that. Um and I, you know, I'm a fan of Eric. He does great backing vocals as well. So number four for me is Eric Carr. Okay. So we're, we're reversed here. Cause my number four is, uh, 
the guy that sings lightning strikes and out of this world. I, I wish I could put him higher, but I, I can't with the other three guys that are there. I have always loved Tommy Thayer's voice. I wish we could hear more from him. I, I think those songs are pretty good, but I think for me, I think his vocals make them better. I like his tone. I think he's got a, uh, like it, for lack of a better word, he's got like a cool voice. I know that's kind of like a uh, kind of a boring kind of term, but I like his tone. And, and I think he's, it suits those songs. Well, um, it's a different voice from the, all the other guys that you hear. Um, and I enjoy those two songs. And I, I, I mean, I enjoy Tommy to, to begin with start to finish, but yeah, I got him at number four. So I, I enjoy those songs. I, I like his voice a lot. So you understand that I went into this thinking I'm going to get so much shit, but everyone out there, all the people in the ace cult, Tommy, Tommy, this Tommy, shout out loud, Tommy, put ace at number eight and Tommy Thayer at number four. Vocally, yes. You guys can fight me on that, and that's fine. You'll be lying to yourself. So wow. yeah, the guy that's that sings two tough. the guy that sings two sides of the coin has a better <laughs> voice than Tommy Thayer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's not your place. <laughs> Choose one. All right. Now here, here we go. Here comes the fun part. I was so, just going to say that. This is the good comes stuff. the fun part. Yep. Top three. Obviously, it's three original members. Yep. <laughs> this is where it was like, you guys are fucking assholes. No, because I know. Three I, for me. I already know what you're doing, but go ahead. I'm, I want to hear. Number three for me is Mr. Paul Stanley. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just burst out laughing. I, I thought for sure there was somebody else going to be at number three because I know who your number one is. But go ahead, please talk. To, please like, talk for me. Paul has always had a very good to great voice, but he doesn't have a voice like, oh, I want to hear Paul sing that. Oh, I, you know, like a Sebastian Bach or uh, Axl Rose or even Stephen Piercy. Like I don't find Paul's voice to be different. I think he's got a great voice, but it's not distinctive. But there's Ooh, a couple wow, of that's that I, that's, I, I give him credit for. That's controversial that it's not distinctive. Oof. I mean, I know it because it's Kiss, but other people that aren't big Kiss fans might be like, oh, who's that? Okay. So uh, the, the, uh, the songs that I picked for him were Tonight You Belong to Me. That's like the beginning of Paul at his passionate best. Yep. Sure Knows Something. Mm-hmm. That's another passionate one And I've got Two songs around the same era okay. That I call them Balls out songs Danger I think his vocals are fucking Phenomenal on that Okay, A million to one mm-hmm. And then finally I get into what I would call The Jericho songs mm-hmm. And that is I mean I only should pick one But I'm going to fuck it throw caution in the wind Turn on the night and you love me to hate you Where Paul was at nuts in a vice Vocal performances Okay And that's what sticks out to me He's got different styles You can even put like something like Come on and love me His earlier stuff Mm -hmm. Where he's not really going beyond Or putting much emotion behind it But he's just singing the song perfectly Mm -hmm. Um, He's got a couple different styles there I just uh, I love Paul. I love Paul singing songs. He obviously has my favorite songs in the band that he can do. But you know, when a song is great by Kiss, 
and it's done by the top three singers. If the top two singers sing a great song, I'll gravitate to those two before I'd gravitate to Paul's great song. Yeah, you're fired. See you later. Final episode of Shout Out Loudcast. All right. No, I, I, I okay. That's your, I, I, okay. I don't get it, but that's okay. That's okay. That's all right. That's what this is all about. Uh, we'll get to Paul eventually on my list. So, um, oh, not number three. He is not number three. And I'm sorry because I know that my number three is a little bit higher for you. And that is the gentleman who sings Hooligan, oh. Baby Driver, and I Can't Stop the Rain. Now, I love Peter. Obviously, he's got the he's got a ton of other great songs that we all love, classics. But to me, ah, I know this is going to sound weird because I know that he can do so- stuff on his solo album. He can do stuff like Easy Thing and, you know, I Can't Stop the Rain. He can be soulful and passionate. And then he can be screaming balls out on Baby Driver and Black Diamond and stuff. I just feel like a lot of his vocals are similar. They're not bad. There's just not a lot of. Other than his solo, his solo album is where the uniqueness comes in. No, studio, I, get, I get your point. Studio like material. You're saying it, like, it's the raspy Rod Stewart stuff, which is great. And I love it, but there's not a big range of on, on his, again, his solo album showcases that. Um, but those are the songs that I, that I'm going to put in there for them. I mean, I love Peter. I love hearing his vocals. I, I, I like his solo album, um, but he's going to be third for me. Okay. Number two for me then, Tom, if that's how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Number two for me is the demon. Oh boy. Yep. I put him above Paul because as I was saying, I would, if like a Gene song is great and a Paul song is great, I'll gravitate towards Gene because I'm not expecting it. Okay. Okay. So okay. the highs on Gene stick out to me more than the highs on Paul. Mm-hmm. Watching you, that demon voice. Mm-hmm. Back to the Stone Age, proving he can still do it. Yep. That yep. scream in the beginning of that song is incredible. Yep. yep. He still can do that demon voice. Yep. So he still got it. So he's proven to me there. Then he's got, I'll give you three examples of him. Okay. That subdued voice, plaster caster. Baby's getting anxious Like that voice mm-hmm. The hour's getting late It's that <laughs> you The fan <laughs> Exactly Yes Yes He's got that one And She's a good Girl Gone bad We love that one mm-hmm. yep. Yeah yep. Good girl uh-huh. I love that Yep And then the other one is the You're all that I want voice Which is his Beatles voice That he can yes. do Yes mm-hmm. Um he does that. Go listen to him do uh, See You Tonight on the Unplug. You're thinking like he's like, oh, is that a Lost Beatles song? Because it sounds like a Beatles. Like he's got that voice, too, that he can do in there. Yep. And if you leave me, like you're like, holy shit. He's got a great voice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, he can pull that off on those ones. So he's got a variety. He's also got longevity. Yes. More so than Paul. That's why I put him second. Okay, perfect. Now, no one's going to sit there and listen to Paul sing fucking, I don't know, I I Still Love You and hear Gene sing Almost Human and be like, oh, that guy's a better singer. (laughs) I I get it. But the ones I picked out from Gene are higher 
for yep. me than Paul's. Okay. Okay. All right. So for uh, number two for me, um, this was actually tougher than I thought, but I, 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 I took my time. And number two for me is going to be Paul. Um, oh! Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to it all. But Paul, so for me, Paul, I, I'm a, obviously it sounds like I'm a much bigger fan of what Paul can do vocally than you are. I know you're a fan. I, I, no, I, I know. I mean, in context, I understand. So I don't want that. people I, to think like, ah, Paul Stanley's. Okay. No, no, no. I know. No, I, I think know. He's a great voice. I don't think he's got a distinctive voice. That's where we differ, but that's okay. And I, I picked a couple songs that showed the the different things that Paul can do. So my one of the songs I picked was Firehouse, because it, it's the the groove of that song. It's not really sing songy. It's more of like kind of like a talking kind of wise guy kind of singing groove thing. And I love it. And then we go, of course, to the one that's, you know, it shows his vocal range. It's kind of obnoxious, whether you like it or not, but a song like my way, we brought that up. And then another, and then a song that shows his unbelievable range when he needs to bring this is to showcase it off as an, I still love you. Whether you're talking about the unplugged version or the creatures version, mm-hmm. fantastic. And then another one, passionate, but emotional, heavy, thought provoking and you pick this on your list and that's a million to one yeah and then another song that another that shows the, the 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 strut the swagger the ballsy star child from the opening lyrics to the very end when he's screaming i picked do you love me because yeah. i love the, uh, the beginning of it it's that cocky kind of singing and then at the end when he's like i really want to know do you love me and he's kind of screaming over all those yeah. bells at the end of the song <laughs> Really love me. Exactly. Yep. So I think that just shows th- those songs right there. If I had to paint a picture, and again, we're not picking our favorite songs, trying to pick different vocal performance mm-hmm. tiles type songs. So mm-hmm. that's what I that's what I got for Paul. I, I I love Paul. Don't get me wrong, but he's number two, and those are the ones that I picked to kind of show what he can do differently vocally. Now it's not a coincidence that these two guys that we've picked are our two favorite members each. Correct. Yours is Gene. Mine is Peter. Yep. It's always been that way. Yep. So it's not a coincidence that we picked them. So I picked Peter. The reason why is Black Diamond, Nothing to Lose, and Baby Driver. Bingo. Fucking the passion, the screaming, the fucking rasp, everything, the soulfulness. And he can turn it around and do that R&B soulfulness on his solo album. But, you know, you mentioned about, ah, well, you know, he's got that rock. That's his only song. Yeah, Rod Stewart's made a career out of that. Correct. You're right. I can listen to Rod Stewart sing the phone book because of his voice. Yeah, see, I, I don't like Rod same Stewart. Way about Peter. Oh, I love Rod Stewart. Okay. <clears throat> Future uh, album review crew episode. Oh, uh, I love Rod Stewart. I think he's so fucking talented. And that's why any, like, female sound, I love Bonnie Tyler. Yeah, oh, I, I like her. To, I can listen to her sing yep. like this awesome. Or even Betty Davis Highs, you know. Kim Carnes. King yeah, Connors. and uh, Tanya Tucker for oh, country music. Uh, she was she was wild. She was a little wild that one. <laughs> right now she's a little bit fat in the ass, but that's okay. Those, those leather pants are begging for mercy. <laughs> Man, hold that on, for dear life. <laughs> the 
woman's like 70, though. Let's give her a break. Oh. Still got the pipes, though. Oh, yeah. Pipes yep. fucking galore. But yep. regardless, I I can listen to them sing anything. It fucking yep. works for me. Yep. And Peter's the same way. He's got the attitude. You believe it when he's screaming. It doesn't sound like he's faking it or pretending to be uh, the cat man. He's being him. <laughs> and yep. uh, I've always gravitated there was something about him, the attitude, the vocals, the way he just put his heart on his sleeve. Peter's tone deaf. He can't carry a tune. Oh, he so can't bad. do sing the song the same twice. Yeah, okay. a lot of singers can't because they fucking have emotion. They change it up every once in a while. Right, I mean, right. it is what it is. It's fine. But right. for me, nobody I'd rather hear sing a song like, oh, this has got a Peter track on it. Oh, this has got a Peter like. You yeah. know, as soon as Psycho Circus came out, I was like, which one's the Peter track? And then wah, I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is, oh, this is good. No, it isn't. This is, this is good. It's good. It is. It's not, like, it's not good. Like, what the fuck? Like, but then I heard some of him in the, uh, eh, but he was overshadowed by, it's not your place. <laughs> um, yeah. Peter's my guy. He's number awesome. one for me. Awesome. No surprise. And of course, no surprise for me is, is the, is Mr. Gene Simmons from curious. curious. I'm curious. What are your songs? You pick. Okay. So here's the thing that I love about Gene. I've been a Gene sure. guy. I've been, a, I've been a Gene guy since I was five years old. I love the demons, my thing, but the, but I like Zeus brought it up when he went over Gene, he can do different things. He can be the demon. He can be the scary God of thunder. But then there's songs that show a controlled voice, a, a vocal performance that you would not expect. So for me, these are the songs I picked, and it took me a while to pick these. I picked Unholy, which in my opinion is his greatest demon performance. Yes, I'm talking to you, God of Thunder. I think Unholy is his the, the demon five-star performance in Unholy. Then you might not like this song, and you actually just referenced it in a joke. But I think it showcases a different thing that Gene can do. Some people might not like oh, that he can do it, but is, almost human. I'm, I'm going to say he mimics taking a shit. I'm going to uh, say almost human because that's another thing. But then you listen to a song like Off a Hot in the Shade, a song like Prisoner of Love. Okay, I'm not going to try to convince anybody that's a great song, but he's singing. He, he's got a controlled tone, and he's sing, especially in the chorus, when he's like, yeah. I know, like, you know, just he can do different things. And then a song like Hell or High Water. We talk about those crazy night songs. You brought up Good Girl Gone Bad. Song like Hell or High Water. He's singing that low, low tempo, not demonish. I love that song. I remember picked that instead of Good Girl Gone Bad. Exactly. I am. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm I'm, going to throw in, like, I know we picked five, but my my fifth one was my fifth one was Parasite, because to me, that is just one of the greatest Gene Demon rock star performances that he's ever done as Parasite. And I know we only picked five, but I want to throw in another one because I think this song gets under the radar because everybody fucking hates this album. But his performance on Only You from The Elder. Yeah, I think no, is, no, I agree I, with you. I think is great. I think is great. So I went a little overboard because it's Gene. I picked six. So if you want to throw in extras, you know, we, we make up our own. Yeah, rules the only thing show. I would say, Tom, is, you know, what really can show the difference in Gene when he's not doing demon voices? Go look at his solo album. Where's the yeah, demon I, voice on that? I, I purposely didn't pick anything off that because I think that would have been because there's uh, yeah. no demon voice on there at all. Not even radio. Radioactive doesn't even really have a demon voice. Oh, 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 oh. Right. That's it. In the beginning. Right. 
Who's that? Was that the job of the hut? Just visit the show. <laughs> I just remember that phrase. I don't know what it, it was like. Han, my boy. Han, my bookie. Is it job of the hut or is it pizza? The hut from Spaceballs. <laughs> pizza. The hut's going after you. <laughs> um. Well, that's all right. We got a lot yeah. of impressions today, by the uh, way. I, I, well, it's that kind of day. <laughs> we we had Jabba the Hutt. Who did we have earlier? We had a couple other ones, too. <laughs> I can't what was think. the fucking... I don't know. There was a lot know. of them. There's a that's, lot of them. There's a lot of a lot of. We got a lot of losses. Yeah. But even, uh, you know, like I said, see you tonight. True confession. That's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. Like all these are Beatle voices he's trying to do. He's exactly. trying to do the harmonies of Paul and uh and 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 Lennon, you know, yeah, McCartney. Well, I agree. And and he and he can pull it off. He does a great job of it. I so. think one th- I think one thing I look at when we look at these rankings and we look at all these songs and we take the time to make this list. Everybody talks about KISS. The makeup, the flames, the 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 pyro, the stage show, and it and they should, but nobody really like th- these guys can sing. This isn't like some like theatrical rock band with a guy that can't carry a fucking note. Everybody can sing. Even we shit on Ace. <laughs> Let's be blasphemous here. Do it. The Beatles. Yeah, those singers. There are like, because I don't know fucking who sings what song. Sometimes I have a hard time differentiating. Is that Lennon? Who sings this? Is that McCartney? They all sound the same. They're not very distinctive. There's no fucking person that can't tell who's singing a Kiss song. Correct. And you get that variety, and that's why as you get into the '80s, I think they lost out because they kept with the two singers. Yep. And that's why the earlier stuff is awesome. Cause you got a Peter song, which gets me back to like the fucking, you know, the Beatles would throw, Oh, there's a Harrison song here and there. Here's a Ringo one once in a while. Yeah. And Ace would be the Ringo guy who in the beginning barely got anything. Right. Yeah. But then you got, you got the Eagles who have like five great, but they had like great singers in their band. Right. Correct. So like, yeah, and but you have that variety that you're like, oh, I like when this guy sings. This guy gets one or two songs, but these two sing the main song. I love that shit. This is the same philosophy as them. Yep. And then you can have Gene and Paul sing most songs, but the other ones get a couple. If yeah. you, they kept with that, it would have been better. And even later on stages, give um, you know, Eric Carr should have got one. Bruce should have got one here and there. And yeah. even Vinny, I think that would have helped them out a little bit and give them. Build the band up a little more, you know? Yeah. And the other thing too, is not only do they all have distinctive voices, but lyrically the songs are distinctive. Like, yeah. like P- Paul isn't going to sing a song like dirty living or hooligan. When Peter sings it, it's believable. Cause it's like yeah. the same thing with ACE when ACE is singing, you know, hard shock times. me sh- yeah, hard times or shock me like Paul or Gene, isn't going to sing those songs. So not only like, do they sound distinctively, but lyrically they're distinct too, because they, they match their persona and their, who they are personally. So I think Which that adds to it too. Colgin has always been kind of a catch 22. <clears throat> yeah. Agreed. Like and stuff, but they're like Gene singing about getting booze. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, when you find out more about him in yep. the beginning, you didn't know, but him being straight, you'd be like, what the fuck's he singing about Colgin for? A lot yeah. of you people like to drink purple passion. 
<laughs> oh, how do you people take a taste of Boone's Farm? <laughs> I'm getting smashed off of wine coolers. Oh, I got a case of truly in the back. Ow. Ooh, fucking oh, a. man. Well, gotta, lo- gotta love it. We're going to get shit for it, as we always do. But that's why we have an opinion, and that's why we like to express it, and that's why we ask for your feedback. Absolutely. We don't care. Yep. Give it to us. Tell us you agree. Tell us you hate it. Tell us you why you think we're you know right on some and wrong on others. Just we want to hear back from you guys. Yep. The feedback is always a special part for of the show. So please let us know what you think. Uh, I enjoy doing this stuff. My favorite part of this part, whole thing, Tom, was finding the songs and be like, "Yeah, this is the one." Exactly. Oh yeah. And then yep. you go through. So there I was the other day. Trying to find the songs that match and pick it up. And I'm just fucking listening to these songs. And I'm like, God, my band kicks ass. Mm-hmm. These songs are awesome. I want to blast this now. Yep. Oh, it's good stuff. It. I, I agree. I agree. Always Love fun it. doing lists and rankings. Absolutely. Yep. So, Tom, what we do next is this. Hi, this is Ed Spansberg of ClickTeeShop.com. And for all your shouted out loudcast gear and merchandise, please visit ClickTeeShop.com. At Click Tea Shop, you can find lots of Kiss-inspired T-shirt designs, plus mugs, hats, hoodies, pillows, and all new fine art selections. And now, here's your question of the week. And our question of the week comes from our buddy Mike H., who emailed us this, and this is perfect timing. So his question was, what songs that are sung by Paul or Gene... Would you have liked to have heard Peter sing or that would have been better if Peter sang? He gives a couple of examples. A couple of his songs are songs like Deuce, Mr. Speed, Hide Your Heart. So songs that you would have liked to have heard Peter sing or that, or even that would have been better if Peter sung it. So that's a nice topical question there. All right. I'll give you one. Then you give one. Okay. Right off the top of my head, you know what would rock? What? Let me go rock and roll. Great call. Um, the way that's just like a like almost like a jam. Baby's got a roll, rock and roll. I could picture Peter singing yep. that and screeching that and going to tune the drums and all of a sudden the guitar coming in. You know, I just feel like that is so um so much energy and that song is just a rocker. I think Peter would fucking knock that out of the park yep for me i would probably look at something i I don't like the song but i'm wondering if maybe with peter's rasp and peter's scream if you could have added something a little more to a hundred thousand years when it's like you know sorry to have taken so long must have been a bitch while it's gone if you kind of rasp and scream it put a little more passion into that song make it more like angry and emotional could have carried it a little bit more I mean, still not a great song, but I don't, I don't like, I don't think Paul does a very good job with that song. I've never liked it. Yeah. I think the early rawness of that track and let me go rock and roll would work for Peter. Yeah, I do. Yeah. 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 That's a fucking great question. It's a great question. I mean, it could be a whole episode on what songs would you like to hear other people sing, but Mike, perfect. Thank you. We love your emails. And that was a nice topical question. So, Hey, people give us your feedback on that too. What are some songs that you think other band members might do better at singing? Who knows? But yeah, uh, great, I, great but, stuff as always. But what you've never heard, Tom, is 
Tell me a song that Ace sings would be better. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I, I, I don't know. I want Ace singing Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> I want There's Ace singing. A lady who knows. <laughs> I want All Ace singing. All that glitter, she's gold. <laughs> and she's buying the stairway, you heaven. <laughs> Have him maybe sing Firehouse. Get the Firehouse. Because <laughs> I think I just set the house, the on, house fire. on fire. Smoke in a butt. Fucking burn the house down. Ace, where you going? Ace, Ace, over here. Ace, Ace, but that's I'll, still, I'll be back in 20 minutes. Still, still the funniest part of that entire biography. Ace, this way. <laughs> He's walking down the freaking hallway going the wrong direction. Fucking mess. <laughs> well, oh, good stuff. Where can people find us? All right. So our email is the best place. We say this every week. We read them all. We read most of them on the air. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Send us uh, your feedback, questions, comments, anything you want. And then, of course, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're on all those. Very active. Shoot us a DM on there if you want to. Um, Of course, we're part of the great Pantheon podcast network of shows. Tons of great shows on there. Check us out there. At uh, their website, you can see all the other great shows that are on there. Uh, we're on all the platforms, all the big ones, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera, all the great ones out there. We're there. Uh, and, of course, Zeus mentioned earlier, Patreon. Of course, check us out there. Uh, you can go to patreon.com and search for us or use the Patreon app and look for us. Again, we appreciate everybody that's jumped in on the on the family. Uh, and, of course, our buddy Ed over at Click T-Shop, Click with a K. He designed our awesome logo. Uh, does our question of the week. Check them out. Got great stuff. Kiss inspired stuff as well as shout it out loudcast logo gear. So check us out there too. Yeah. And I always like to uh, remind everybody they can send us DM on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube <laughs> channel. Um, that it is growing. And uh, we got a lot of feedback coming up on YouTube these days. So, we appreciate that. And then give us one of those five star, star child reviews on Apple iTunes. That is always much appreciated. And as a matter of fact, we got a new one I'd like to read to you guys from Hunter 5150. Probably Ooh. a Van Halen fan. Van Halen. Hunter. Yeah. All right. You got to have a party. And I, I should be saying this as. The headline should be read. You got to have a party. Have a party, please. <laughs> Who are you? I'm the party pooper. <laughs> you police officer? I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> Detective John Kimball. Detective John, John Kimball? Kim- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. You want honesty? Comedy. Respect, irreverence, then listen to this podcast. Tom and Zeus share their thoughts and opinions about all things kiss, regardless of how you, the fan, feel. They also share listener feedback, whether they agree with or not. One of the funniest and enjoyable podcasts out there. Thank you, Tom and Zeus. Thank you, Hunter5150. We sincerely appreciate it. Please, if you guys want to be as cool as Hunter5150, 
Go to iTunes, give us one of these five-star child reviews. We'll certainly read it on the air, and we certainly appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Hunter 5150, that's great. Thank you so much for the kind words and for uh, taking the time to, to put the review out there. We appreciate it very much. Yeah, and Tom already mentioned all of our uh, Pantheon podcast brethren that are that uh, we're part of. We're, we love to uh, promote. There's guys uh, like uh, Mike Shu and his uh, Long May You Run, his podcast, which is about Neil Young. You got Jay over at the Hook Rocks. Uh, you got Mistress Carrie. You got the guys over at Decibel Geek. And you got none other than our buddy, Baco and Loose Cannon, over at Cobras and Fire. Now, oh, oh boy, Baco decided that he's had enough of Kiss, probably literally Mr. Paul Stanley, and said, You guys want some of my Kiss shit? And we said, Yes. So Baco sent us a box of Kiss shit. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what's in it, I haven't opened it. So it's for me and Tom. We're trying to think of a way and what to do to make this more. I don't know, suspenseful or exciting, and maybe try to include you guys. Um, Tom will have to stop by here, and we'll open it together. Maybe we'll do it on the air live. Maybe live do a stream. live stream with it and open it up and get you know Paul's fucking thong from the uh, Crazy Nights album. I don't know what's in here, but we're sure it's going to be some f- something funny and good. And uh, we got to give our shout out to Baco and at Cobras and Fire. The man, he is our favorite miserable curmudgeon about Kiss. And he's got strong competition from our favorite guitar player from Restrained, Mr. Tony Miserable Curmudgeon Musalem. <laughs> I got to tell you, yeah, Baco, thank you for that. But I'm going to tell you, I said this to Zeus, I'm nervous about doing like a live stream because I feel like it might be like Geraldo opening up Al Capone's vault. We'll, we'll we'll open it up and, and, it, and it's like you know a, a Paul Stanley doll with no head or something. I don't know what the hell's in there, but I'm nervous. But Did uh, you just say Geraldo, Gerardo. We want the funk. Rico Suave. Rico Suave. He was in he was in Camp by Me Love. He was yes, one of the bullies. He was one of the bullies. Yeah, that shit on my house. Exactly. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, Baco, thanks, buddy. Yeah, we're going to figure out a way to uh, present that to the world for better or for worse. So it's going to be a good one. And I always like to repeat the email. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Keep the feedback coming. Keep the frigging comments coming. Keep interacting. And uh, keep being you, Kiss Army. Uh, Tom, we usually end these shows with famous last words, which are made up of Kiss lyrics. Got a lyric for us? Oh boy. You're so smooth and tender. A living, breathing dream. I've got to have you, baby. I'm listening for your scream. I'm almost human. That's right, baby. That's right. All right. Nobody knows where you're going. Nobody cares where you've been. And if you want to hear some stories, Exit Girl will let you in. I mean, let you in. Yeah. 
Oh, boy. <sighs> Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Loudcasters, thank you. Guys, thank you so much. As always, we appreciate it. It's great. We love you guys. Uh, again, our Patreon people, thank you, especially too. And Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.